Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Kelly. And I'm Jamie. Hey, Jamie, guess what this is? I don't know. I didn't tell you. No. This is episode 100. Woohoo! We made it to 100. Yes. Yay. Yay. Welcome we, to 2018. There are more episodes of the morning after than there are representatives in the house. Yes. Uh-huh. By one. <laughs> By one. Yes. <laughs> I'm really proud of this. 100 yeah. episodes. Pretty cool. It is very cool. Yay. It would have been cool to know before we started recording. I needed like party hats or something. I probably had something left over from New Year's. I'm sure we do. Go get some party hats. <laughs> I'll just make you wear a Christmas stocking on your head. <laughs> you get the penguin. Okay. Uh, no, I, we, you know, we, we started this project uh, a little over two years ago um, and haven't stopped yet. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is. People has been are still listening, surprisingly or not. You're relentless. Yes. <laughs> It's a good thing for us to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. I mean, everybody should spend 20 to 45 minutes a week just talking about shit that annoys the crap out of them. I mean, it's very therapeutic. It actually is. <laughs> it totally is. Are you allowed to say that on the radio? Yes. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can tell shit? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to bleep that. But <laughs> uh, but that, that brings up a point. Uh, since we started our podcast, uh, we are now a radio show. So people in Columbus can listen uh, Friday mornings at 9 o'clock on mm-hmm. WGRN. I'm, I'm happy that we're continuing to make these shows. Yay. Uh, it gives us a, a once a week chance to um, <clears throat> look at, you know, our elected officials and wonder, what's going on in the world around What us. on earth they're thinking. <laughs> so... Yeah, every, every week, just <sighs> yeah, that's pr- that's pretty much what it is. It's mm-hmm. it's a once a week sigh. Mm-hmm. So, um, welcome to Friday sighs. <laughs> <laughs> we could change it to that. Yeah, <laughs> Friday sighs. They're all pro choice Ohio. Yeah. Uh, so this week, what do you think about uh, more like sigh day? Ah, not too bad. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the Cheeto this week? I don't know. I try not to think about the Cheeto. Yeah. You say Cheetos and I'm like, flaming hot Cheetos are all right. Uh, <laughs> I like the I like the fluffy ones versus the crunchy ones. So those are harder to find. No, I'm talking about the fat I Cheeto. mean, you can eat them with uh, chopsticks so, so you don't get like Cheeto dust all over your hands and stuff. That's interesting. <laughs> I think he means a Cheeto in the White House. Yeah. Or at Mar-a-Lago or on a golf course more frequently than at the White House, but whatever. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we've been looking at the news the past couple of days and seeing that there's a, a hotly anticipated upcoming book. Actually, it's not hotly anticipated anymore. They actually released it this morning four days early because Trump sent them a cease and desist order, which I find hilarious. But that doesn't mean that the books will actually arrive any earlier because yes. shipping is shipping. Mm-hmm. I've heard there's already people like camped out at bookstores in line waiting for this thing 
to to arrive in print. Uh-huh. I mean, it's hilarious because Trump wants to like destroy the author who wrote it and all Trump did was put millions and millions and millions of dollars into his pocket. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and, and this Streisand effect. <laughs> Love the Streisand effect. Uh Google that. Um you know, it it does kind of raise the question in my mind of is is uh, you know, they're they're obviously by criticizing the book, drawing more attention to the book. Mm-hmm. Is this a strategy by the Trump administration just to sort of continue this obnoxious, you know, the left hates Trump sort of mythology that they're going to use as a campaign pivot mm-hmm. of like, oh, these people and their books and their writing and words, <laughs> their books, they, their they words. Just, <laughs> they just don't like <laughs> Trump, but you know, us good middle American folk. Is Donald Trump that intelligent? And that's the question that I don't know the answer to. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. <laughs> I was like, is he this dumb or is he much smarter than we're into? Like, I can't. Right. It's the Poe. Mm-hmm. He's a Poe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, he also has a bigger button. Yes. Actually, Capital a much, B button. Much, much smaller button, but... Connie um, Schultz, uh, Schultz wrote a, a great piece uh, <laughs> on, on the button. Uh, we'll put a link to that in our show notes. Um, and, you know, just... Looking at the Trump versus Kim Jong Un nuclear standoff. Sorry, what was that word? Nuclear. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the standoff uh, with Rocket Man. Uh, and, Rocket Man. You know, she was asking if we had a woman in office. Mm-hmm. Would this really be going on? Is there going to be a my buttons bigger than yours is nuclear war? No, what we'd have is. Man, my period makes me want to press the button. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what a lot of people were afraid of, and that's why they wouldn't vote for. But the t- menopause. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I mean, it, uh, I just don't know. Like, there's really no words. I'm out of words to yeah. describe how I feel about these things because it's. It's just ridiculous and over the top and stupid and reckless. And actually I have lots of words. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When I start going, I have lots of words, but I mean, adjectives are fun. There are a few, I mean, not a lot. I mean, if Trump says launch a nuclear weapon, military chain of command says you launch said nuclear weapon. If codes match and all those things happen. Right. So there are some fail safes, but not a huge amount of fail safes, but like, I really do believe there's a button on Kim Jong-un's desk that can launch something. Apparently. <laughs> Probably not a nuclear weapon because, like, I'm not exactly sure they have exactly that capability quite yet. I think they're still working on that. Right. But, like, he can do a lot of damage with conventional weapons. He can shoot far. So, like, are we really just egging on this guy? I mean, it really is those big bullies that were in high school. Like, well, I'm yeah. better than you. No, uh, not me. Right. Apparently, there's a button on Trump's desk and it orders a Diet Coke. That um, would be more likely to be the button on Trump's desk. Um, but, you know, I think the, the, the much more important question there is if Trump says, hey, let's nuke these guys, is the Secretary of Defense going to step in and say, no, no, we can't do that and override the president's orders? I mean, obviously, you would expect that he would try and talk him down, probably present some other mm-hmm. alternatives. You know, this is like the situation in Afghanistan 
um, when Trump first took office where we dropped the biggest bomb ever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there wasn't really an explanation of why we needed to or what we actually hit. It was just the biggest bomb ever exploded that wasn't a nuke, uh, you know, just got used. That was clearly a, hey, Mr. President, we have a big toy for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I would assume if Trump says, yes, let's use nukes, that the Secretary of Defense would step in and be like, well, you know, shiny, we've we've got this other... (laughs) A uh, little toy for you over here. Let's focus on that instead of what you just asked for. But, you know, shouldn't Congress at that point, when it becomes a situation where we're relying on a secretary of defense to distract the president from what he's just asked for, isn't this the point where we use the 25th Amendment and say, hey, this guy doesn't have the faculties necessary to do this job? You know, when when we're relying on kind of a military coup... Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be a military coup at that point. Because, I mean, if Donald Trump says launch the nuclear weapon, he is the commander-in-chief of the armed services. Anyone who doesn't immediately follow out on that order right. is being treasonous right. at that point. And, and the, you know, the obvious problem here that sane people recognize, Rob Portman isn't saying anything about this. You know, and I was looking back, Sherrod Brown used to criticize President Obama. Mm -hmm. He had disagreements with him on trade. There was things that came up where, you know, Obama said this and Sherrod said that. And they had, you know, a discussion. And sometimes between the senator's office and the White House, it, you know, it was a little bit, you know, no, we want this. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a little bit heated. This was over trade, something that, you know, is fine to talk about. Rob Portman can't even say what the hell are you doing? (laughs) You know, you're antagonizing somebody with nuclear missiles. Nuclear. Sorry. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) The death stare. Why isn't Rob Portman saying anything in this horribly dangerous situation? Well, there's two options. Either he's a coward Mm -hmm. or he endorses it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. And he really shouldn't be a coward because he... Has quite a few years before he's up for re-election mm-hmm. since he was just re-elected. So I'm going to go with the, he endorses it. Right. Mm. Ah! <laughs> I mean, none of them have really said anything. I think Mitch McConnell was scheduled to say, do a press conference yesterday, but I haven't heard anything about anything. So I don't know that he spoke out against the ridiculousness that's currently happening. Team Mitch put out <laughs> a tweet of him grinning like an idiot when Trump and Bannon went after each other. Mm. And I'm like, if your social media team can get on it because Steve Bannon has said something you don't like, why can't they do something in the face of nuclear war? Mm -hmm. What are you people doing? (laughs) I, I mean, can Donald Trump destroy these Republicans' careers if they oppose him? I think it depends on if his base really is a Republican base or if people are sick of it. I mean, that really is the question. Right. So, like, for these Republicans to speak out against the president, they alienate their base that supports them, but then gain our support. But they're not going to actually have our support when it comes to elections because we're not going to vote for Republicans anyway. No. Right. Because we've seen their cowardice. Mm-hmm. And we disagree with all their policies. But Well, yeah. Mostly that. <laughs> mostly that. Yeah. yeah. So they don't have anything to gain by speaking out against the president. Right. Necessarily, except their like own backbone and I mean, yeah, credibility moral, moral and integrity. And, like, integrity, and... yeah. There's <laughs> there's nothing to gain, Jamie. That's, that's already been addressed. Right. 
Well, then maybe they don't even have it, so there's nothing to gain there either. Yeah, so, there you, go. you know, whatever. Okay. So that's the state of our <clears throat> federal government. Right. <laughs> As um, much that it is. I can't think about it too long. It makes me anxious. Yes. I need yeah. to have my meds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's still, like, crap going over in Iran, too, and all these other things, and we're going to, yeah, so. Uh, right. Mm. Um, but speaking of Republican policies, um, here in Ohio, we've got <clears throat> our own set of, uh, you know, our own uh, agenda that we're fighting against. Um, right before we all left for our Christmas vacation, uh, John Kasich did sign into law uh, House Bill 214. Um, so Ohio's latest abortion ban, you know, has the potential power to um, charge every abortion provider in the state with a fourth-degree felony mm-hmm. based on thoughts in women's heads who yes. seek care in their office. Um, so... Yeah, the lawyers are still looking at it. We'll let folks know as soon as we hear anything on potential lawsuits and that kind of stuff. Um, It does have 90 days before it goes into effect. It doesn't immediately go into effect. So there's some time here to think about it and plot strategy and those kinds of things. So the effective date is sometime in late March, depending on when it officially got filed and everything else with the holidays and everything. So, So we've got some time. Uh, and what we've got is a terrific set uh, of language, uh, the decision from the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've talked about it a little bit before. A very clear language from a federal judge in the state <coughs> of Indiana saying, no, this is blatantly unconstitutional. Yeah. There's nothing in this bill uh, that a court could use to uh, support. It It absolutely goes against, you know, the principles of Roe versus Wade, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, Whole Women's Health mm-hmm. versus Hellerstead. We've got ample language from the U.S. Supreme Court upholding the right to safe and legal abortion care. Yeah. This, you know, the Indiana bill mm-hmm. cannot stand. Yeah. So we've got this great decision, um, which should help here in Ohio. I still think it's weird that we in Indiana are in two different court districts. Yeah, it's really strange. I didn't draw the lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, a very weird, like, very skinny, narrow little line because, like, Ohio and Tennessee are, but Ohio and Indiana aren't. Right. We had grouped with that <clears throat> state up north. <sighs> <sighs> that state up north, which couldn't beat your football team. <laughs> but you cheered, you cheered for them anyway. I, I cheered for the conference. Mm-hmm. I wanted a Big Ten... Mm-hmm. Undefeated mm-hmm. bowl season. Sure, okay. But you're Gamecocks. Go Cox! <laughs> can I say that on the radio? Yeah, you can. sure. <laughs> South Carolina. I can't get it on my license plate. <laughs> no, no, that I would t- not be allowed. I know, sure. I tried. <laughs> I mean, people's heads would explode if they saw an Ohio license plate with Go Cox on it and knew that it was for your. There's a a lot of Carolina alumni in the area, in Columbus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would expect there's more Ohio State alumni in South Carolina, because the weather's nicer. (laughs) Most definitely. Charleston, South Carolina has stickers that say, go home, Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) I don't doubt it. It is very lovely, other than the politics of the state. Every time Oh, yeah, because Ohio is so much better. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I mean, the politics are almost equivalent, and the weather is way better, I think. What the hell are we doing here? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I came back from my Florida vacation. I don't know what I'm the hell I I'm here because at did. least there's a fighting chance in the legislature. <laughs> you know that's, what? That's, that's a true statement. That's true. Okay. 
Okay, so House Bill 214 signed into law. Mm -hmm. We're done fighting that uh, in the State House. Um, What we're still fighting in the State House uh, upcoming next is Senate Bill 28. Yeah, so longtime listeners um, will know. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. uh, Well, I've heard this one before. So it's one of two bills this session, um, very similar to three bills from last session, restricting the um, ability and ways that abortion clinics can dispose of fetal tissue following an abortion procedure. Again, all coming out of those ridiculous, completely false, created videos um, about alleging that Planned Parenthood and other providers had done illegal things with fetal tissue, um, which they have not done. I don't uh, understand like this point of like this idea that Planned Parenthood could ever get away with anything illegal. Yeah. Like under like with the scrutiny they're under, like how could they have ever actually have managed to do that? Uh-huh. Even when if you're they getting to. When you're getting inspected every fifteen minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. The well, state knows everything going on. Well, I mean that they, they firmly believe and, and it's kind of along that same, like, fake news, how much do you just blindly follow Donald Trump kind of thing. They firmly believe, because people tell them, that Planned Parenthood is in bed with all of these state officials everywhere. Hanging and out. that they're just looking the other way. Yeah. I mean, even we hear that even in Ohio with ODH. Well, they're just letting these clinics get away with things. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, what world do you live in? Right. So... They do firmly believe that, and they believe these videos were completely truthful and showed that they were breaking the law and all breaking these things. The law, breaking the law. Yes. Where in all reality, we know that clinics are being inspected every 15 minutes and can't get away with, you know, anything. Right. There is a clear political agenda of Kasich using the State Department of Health against yes. all the abortion clinics in Ohio, mm-hmm. especially Planned Parenthood. Yes. So, yeah, so we've got these bills that are regulating something that doesn't need to be regulated. I mean, in fact, you know, again, if you've been listening for a long time, we've talked about this before, too, is that um, Channel 10 here in Columbus, the CBS network, actually did an investigation after um, Attorney General Mike DeWine did his whole fake Planned Parenthood conspiracy investigation thing that he did that found that Planned Parenthood didn't do anything wrong. um, Channel 10 actually found that the way that Planned Parenthood was disposing of fetal tissue is the exact same way that all the state prisons were disposing of fetal tissue. Right. (laughs) Same vendor, same process. It was okay for the state to pay for the state prison to dispose of tissue in this way. It is not okay for Planned Parenthood as a private entity to do the same exact thing with the same exact tissue. Right. That's what DeWine was trying to allege. Yes. So... So, yeah, so we've got these bills. I mean, in all reality, they are absolutely not about fetal tissue at all. They are about restricting access to abortion care, just like all the other trap laws that we saw out of Texas and everything else. And once again, these have already been ruled unconstitutional in various courts. Um, Indiana in specific, um, the same bill that they banned the Down syndrome abortions or fetal anomaly abortions, can't remember exactly what their bill said, also restricted fetal tissue. It was an omnibus multi-issue bill. And right. the fetal tissue part of that bill was also blocked in the Indiana court in the same ruling. Right. So it, It's kind of weird how Mike Pence's Indiana, from when he was governor, has basically served to provide Ohio with a clear set of examples on how all of these abortion restrictions are unconstitutional. Thanks, Mike Pence. They passed all the laws ahead of us and then had them all blocked ahead of us. So yes. it's like, oh, look at Indiana. Oh, look at Indiana. Mm-hmm. So if this bill passes, your options once you uh, obtain a abortion are to cremate the, f- the fetal remains or to bury the fetal remains. Yes. 
So this is, this is essentially just another move to like create more stigma around having an abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's the the way the bill's written, the woman has the option or she can opt out of making the decision. Um, but she does have to actively opt out of that. Yeah, and the onus is on the clinic then. Yeah, and then the clinic has to dispose of it in one of these two ways, which is completely infeasible because it doesn't actually, there are not processes for cremating the three ounces of tissue that come out of a, you know, eight-week abortion. Right. It would be much more sensible just to allow abortion facilities to use the same methods that, like, every single Mm -hmm. hospital in the state uses. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. This is biological tissue. It should be handled in the same way as all other biological tissue. Right. There this is, is no responsible, reason. responsible, environmentally sound, ethically moral, mm-hmm. all the things you want. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's they keep talking about how women should have a decision on how their tissue is disposed of. It, they already do. If a woman today walks into an abortion clinic and says, I want my tissue to be cremated or I want to bury the, you know, the fetal remains in a cemetery over my grandmother or whatever she wanted to do. She can do that today. And they do. I mean, there are a lot of women who have abortions because of fetal anomalies or those kinds of things who do take possession of the remains and dispose of them through cremation or, or burial if they would want to. Right. Forcing that on every woman is really, I mean, we had a, they had a person come and testify from a Catholic cemetery who was like, we'll take all the babies. I'll do it all. And it was just like, all these women are going to realize that what they're doing is really killing a baby and they will realize that they don't want an abortion anymore. I mean, she really did show the true side of this bill. It is not about making sure tissue gets humanely or, you know, correctly disposed of. It's about coercing women out of the decision to have an abortion to increase the stigma and the shame, like Kelly just said. And here I am thinking, wow, Columbus has way too many cemeteries anyway. (laughs) I, I think cemeteries are kind of like immoral anyway, but that's yeah. a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's been sort of the, the main point behind many of these bills is Republicans say, hey, women should have the option to do this. And while they say women should have the option to do this, they're removing options, options to do the alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, they're saying women should be able to raise children with Down syndrome. Yes, they can do that. They have that option <laughs> now. You're making it not an option, but a mandatory. mandatory situation. Yes. This does the same thing with, you know, fetal tissue disposal. They want women to have the option to do, you know, burial cremation. That's fine. They've got the option now. All they have to do is ask for it. Yes. And some women do, and that's fine. I just, the I, like the optics here is, like, I feel what they're really going for. Because you see these, like, mock graveyards that pro-lifers mm-hmm. tend to make. Yeah. And what they want to do is have events at, like, these actual graveyards. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the original version of the bill actually did have some major privacy concerns of, like, there were going to be lists of the vendors who were doing, providing these services so that all the anti-choice groups could go and harass them like they did Stericycle. I mean, they... They stood outside of the CEO of Stericycle's house with, you know, you kill babies signs for weeks and weeks. Um, There's really no limit to who these people will protest against. Heck no. If they found that there was Coke or Pepsi in the vending machine at a clinic, they would go protest Coke or Pepsi. Planned Parenthood installed Probably. a fence, a new fence a couple of years, maybe a year ago or something like that. And they, they did. continuously they... harass. Preterm's been doing a bunch of external work on their building. And the, the harassment that those contractors get on a daily basis from the protesters outside screaming about how they shouldn't work at an abortion clinic and everything else is just ridiculous. I mean... 
they put things on Facebook, you know, call this fence vendor and tell them to stop putting up the fence at Planned Parenthood. We have concern that these clinics aren't safe or like up to date enough for these women, but we'll harass anybody who decides <laughs> to make these clinics better for women. Right. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. uh, Center Bill 28, um, we believe is going to have, uh, or it's been we scheduled, yes. uh, on Wednesday, January 10th at 9.45 a.m., uh, Senate Government Oversight and Reform. Uh, so, that'll be the what hearings? The third hearing. Third hearing. So, so, that's... All testimony. All testimony? Yes. Including opponents? Yes. It'll be our had... first chance. Okay. Um, so, so, it'll be... Our side's first chance to testify, Please. but then their side will also get to throw in witnesses to mm-hmm. like completely destroy any sort of narrative that we may be building. Yeah, cool. And also make the not how it's supposed hearing to work. as long as possible and make everyone annoyed. Uh, and then also possible vote. Yes, so scheduled this, for a vote. So this bill could be uh, on the Senate floor sometime in the month of January. I think it could be on the. F- no, I think they canceled session that day. So yeah, probably the next week. Okay. Um, so so the Ohio Senate <coughs> might be, for the second time in two months, voting on another unconstitutional bill yes. that's already been blocked in the state mm-hmm. of Indiana. Yes. So, Guess what I'm going to be putting as the first point in my press release. <laughs> Once again. <clears throat> Spoiler alert. Well, and I think this is an interesting connection to the politics of Ohio, too, because now what's going to happen is Mike DeWine's going to have to decide whether, as candidate for governor, he wants to waste thousands and thousands of millions and millions of taxpayer dollars defending these unconstitutional bills. And, of course, he will because he's an anti-choice zealot. Right. But, you know, like, this... This just shows how much all of these state offices are so critical for, you know, making sure that we still have access to abortion care. So how much more, you know, important voting is in state elections in those off-year elections like we have next year. Right. Maybe that's the point behind all of this is to make John Kasich seem as close to Mike Pence as possible so that when they both challenged Trump in 2020... (laughs) People are like, well, one guy doesn't have white hair. <laughs> <laughs> one, one Only because he dyes it. One of them doesn't look like a X-Men villain. <laughs> Skeletor. <laughs> he does kind of look like Skeletor a little bit. So, Jamie, after all of these anti-abortion bills are passed for this session, because we know they're going to almost, mm-hmm. what, what comes next? What are, the, what are the bills coming down the pike that are going to happen? What has is, what is Janet got for us? Well, I think I think we'll continue to see the six week and continue to see the pushback. So, you know, we had Kasich's first year; he passed a, the later term ban, which banned abortion at like twenty four weeks, and then we went to twenty weeks. The method ban, right. which we could also see later this month, um, bans it around thirteen weeks. We've got the six week ban. I mean, we we keep seeing the pushback. I think the one major thing that we haven't seen in Ohio that other states have been doing is an increasing of the waiting period. Mm-hmm. We've seen that increase to forty eight and even seventy two hours in some states. Which is a completely immoral, <coughs> horrible restriction yes. to apply to women. Yeah, and so Ohio has a twenty four hour wait with two visits required, and and you know a lot of cases you have to see the same doctor, and that can cause rescheduling problems. And some women have to come three or four times to a clinic before they can actually get access to the procedure here. Um, so expanding that would just make that even worse. And with losing more and more clinics, women are having to travel further and further distances away to get access to care. So, I mean, that might be the next thing. I mean, I'm sure that the 
you know, doubles over at the Life American <laughs> United creative. for Life or whatever they are, you know, will get more and more creative with the ridiculous bills that they'll pass. I mean, the fetal tissue stuff we wouldn't even thought about is on the horizon, you know, before the Planned Parenthood video. So God knows what's going to come next. Right. It really is is the answer to that question. <sighs> Yay. Yay. I mean, what we're looking at is a legislative session that's going to be crazy for a couple of months, but then it'll completely die down around the primary, which is in May. And then we'll probably not do every, yeah, they might come back for a day or two in September or October, but they usually don't in election year. So they'll probably leave in May, uh, you know, the first week of May or something like that, and then not come back until lame duck for real. Right. And then all (laughs) bets are off for six weeks. Um, Mainly depending on which party gets elected uh, yes. to the governor's office. Yeah. I mean, if, if we win, we do win because that's going to happen because abortion clinics in Ohio will not <laughs> survive another four years of an anti-choice Republican. Um, yeah, I mean, they'll try to pass <laughs> that's everything. That's their campaign slogan. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they'll try to pass everything. I mean, when we switched um, from Taft to <laughs> Strickland? Yes. Yes, okay. That was, was like, what my brain know. was saying, but it was saying, no, that's wrong, no, that's wrong. I mean, we were in the state house until 3 o'clock in the morning, the last day of session. Yeah. Because they were actually trying to pass Brinkman's total abortion ban oh, bill. Oh, jeez, that's right. As a Christmas tree ornament. Ornament. God, I can't speak today. Nuclear. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> we're, we're we're good on the radio today. We speak words good. Yes. Um, Why you got to do a southern accent when you? Mm, oh. <laughs> that was totally wrong. I apologize for that. <laughs> okay, so so we could be seeing uh, stuff throughout next year heavily on uh, lame duck. Yeah. Um, we might uh, this winter. Um, later this month, potentially see the abortion method ban mm-hmm. uh, get hearings. Yeah. Um, so again, that's uh, a ban on the most commonly used, safest, you know, method that doctors choose for second trimester mm-hmm. abortions uh, to eliminate that as an option in the state of Ohio, uh, forcing women to less less safe procedures or to leave the state, state. for other providers at their own expense. Yes. Um, so that, you know, and, and we've already seen numbers, uh, in the state of Michigan, just the past five years take off, mm-hmm. uh, of women leaving from Ohio, uh, to go to, you know, these are basically women from, you know, from Toledo heading to Detroit yeah. for procedures because it's getting tougher to get an appointment in Toledo. Um, abortion tourism. <laughs> yeah, that's. Kind of what it is. That is 100% what it yeah. is. Yeah. I think I'd um, rather go on a real vacation, but you know. So, uh, you know, folks, uh, we'll, we'll put a link I'm in the show notes. going to visit my grandma. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll put a, a link in the show notes um, to uh, email your legislator on both of these, mm-hmm. um, on both of these bills to, uh, you know, to let members of the Ohio Senate know, hey, cut it out. Um, these unconstitutional proposals are not what we support. Mm -hmm. So, um, we've got a lot of events coming up before we get to events. I wanted to mention preterm. We left this off the agenda, but I'm throwing it back in. Um, preterm has a terrific billboard campaign. Oh, they do. Uh, we'll put some pictures of their billboards, um, in the show notes. Um, but you know, they, uh, they've got what, 16? Yep. Billboards up all across the uh, greater Cleveland area um, talking about 
you know. What abortion is. Yes, what abortion is, fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, a choice, a blessing, uh, you know, a decision. Um, a good parenting decision, I think, is one of them. Yeah. Um, really great campaign. Yeah. So, you know. The antis are all really, 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 really upset about it, which not means that you did a really good job. Yes. Um, <laughs> when I was pulling the news clips today, uh, one of those, you know, just horribly anti-choice uh, blogs um, had an article talking about Franklin Graham um, it was releasing some sort of statement directly against preterms billboards. You're not even in Ohio. Go away. <laughs> He, he was mad about these billboards. Me. <laughs> They're reducing abortion stigma. It should be stigma, stigma, stigma. That's what he wants. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's really what all of their statements are. can't believe they're calling abortion a blessing. It's not a parenting decision. I mean, right. they were all up in arms about it. It's hilarious. And, but the billboards are fabulous. Yes. It's very exciting. They're, they're great. Um, okay, so good job preterm. Yeah, you should go to My Abortion, My Life on Facebook and leave them good messages too because, of course, the antis are being ridiculous on their Facebook page. Yes. Link in the show notes. Um, bunch of events. Yeah, hitting the ground running. Yes. So this Sunday we have Crafternoon. Um, we're going to be at Holy Craft from 3 to 5, and that'll be fun. Uh, we're going to start planning some pro-choice, some feminist crafting um projects uh, maybe do some fun colorful things at the clinics in columbus and like we'll be a lot more intentional with it it'll be fun um january 8th we have our phone bank it'll be a monthly phone bank every second monday of the month come out to phone bank in columbus nice I'll, have, I'll still have my prize wheel it makes a very satisfying click <laughs> <laughs> it does um january 11th we have a an organizing meeting with planned parenthood that'll be at the driving park library from six to eight so you can come and hang out with me and Sarah, and we'll plan even more things. January 16th, we have um, the Reproductive Health Happy Hour here in Columbus. That will be um, at St. James Tavern. That benefits our friends at Women Have Options, Ohio. Nice. Um, January 17th, we tentatively have a organizing meeting in Dayton with Planned Parenthood. Um, that hasn't been confirmed yet, but like, I will let people know when that is ready. And You said the 17th? Yes. Uh, that comes with the free screening of the hunting Yes. Ground. Prior to the organizing meeting that is tentative, there is a um, free screening of the hunting ground at the um, health clinic in Dayton with Planned Parenthood. So cool. you can just get a twofer and hang out for a very long time at the clinic. Nice. Yay. Um, January 20th is just all of the women's marches. There's one in Dayton. There's one in Cleveland. There's one in Cincinnati. There's one in Columbus. There's possibly one in Athens. I don't know yet. Okay. Um, the week after that is going to be the week of action in Cincinnati. So there's a lot going on, including a row and grow, grow, what is the name of it? Grow for row? Grow for row. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's a docu-teach event with Planned Parenthood. Cool. Um, there also might be a reproductive health happy hour in Cincinnati that week. Oh, that'd be I, cool. Yeah. And I'm hoping to find out some more information about planning a phone bank in Cincinnati that week. So there's just a lot going on this month, mm-hmm. Excellent. at least like on my part. And then Annie has Feminits on the 8th. Yes, yes. Uh, Feminits on the 8th. And then what else? Uh, dun, dun, dun. You did all of those from memory. I'm really impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, on January 22nd, Preterm is hosting something called Learn, Listen, and Create. It's a zine making and story sharing event. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it does. Uh, and then the last event we wanted to promote is hosted by Trans Ohio. It's a legal name change and gender change clinic um, in Dayton. Uh, what, what so is that? 
uh, on January 31st. Uh, it's a Wednesday at 6 p.m. Um, cool. So, you know, that that sounds like a, a terrific event for people who are uh, interested in that. Um, uh, from the description, it's it's kind of a, a legal clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, you can come in with all your, quest- yeah, all your questions and people who know the answers to them will be able to answer them for you. Right. Uh, that's going to be uh, in Dayton. Um, and uh, links for all of these events uh, in the show notes. And one more just to add. Yeah, sure. Um, is a Toledo happy hour on the 10th. Okay. 7 to 9. Where? I don't know that that, Annie will have to tell us. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay. We'll figure that one we'll out. We'll figure that one out, but save the date for now. Yeah. So um, if you go to prochoiceohio.org, uh, you can mm-hmm. sign up for our emails if you haven't yet. Uh, every Friday, we send out our Friday Femorandum newsletter, which mm-hmm. um, promotes uh, a lot of these events. Uh, it's a great way to stay up to date. Check out our Facebook page. Um, just go to Facebook and search for Neighborhood Prochoice Ohio. Uh, look at the events tab. There's a ton of events uh, on the events tab. That stays more up to date than our website does. And I'm going to be working on that. Uh, but, but <laughs> and the, I'll be bothering him about it. So. That, that is that's very appropriate. Um, but the Facebook page is like where to go for the latest on uh, cool. all the events to get uh, involved in pro-choice activities in Ohio. Awesome. Yay. Yay. Okay. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.